This episode is brought to you by Flatiron School. Flatiron School is an outcomes-focused coding bootcamp offering the best in software engineering education online and in New York City. For more information, visit flatiron500.com or check out the Giants and Crowns Partners page at www.giantsandcrowns.com forward slash partners. This episode is provided to you by Clara Labs. Clara Labs is making it easier for you to focus on the things that matter by providing a 24-7 virtual assistant to handle all of your scheduling needs. Here's how it works. All you have to do is CC Clara in your email thread, and Clara will take it from there. Clara is responsive, reliable, and simple to use. For more information, visit www.claralabs.com. Yeah, so my name is Porter Braswell, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of Jopwell. And Jopwell is a career advancement platform built specifically for Black, Latino, Hispanic, and Native American students and professionals. And the pathway to launching Jopwell uh, really kicked off growing up in the type of household where to be successful, and I put air quotes around being successful, you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, or you can go go into finance. And those are really the three industries that I was exposed to early on um, from my parents. And I started my career really early in high school and started spent two summers interning at Morgan Stanley via diversity internship program. And then I spent three summers interning at Goldman Sachs, also via a diversity recruiting um, opportunity. I started my career there and I was there for three years buying and selling currencies. And while that was my day-to-day job, I would still assist with diversity recruiting efforts as it was something I was passionate about and it was something that I was a product of. And through those experiences, I saw a lot of inefficiencies of how companies went about diversity recruiting and felt that that landscape needed to be disrupted and build a tech solution for a traditional nonprofit um, industry, if you will. And so that was really the birth of Jopwell. And that's uh, it's it's who I am as well. That's awesome. So when you guys I know you and I, we met. A long time ago, like in passing, uh, when it was yourself and uh, still yourself, but yourself and Ryan, um, when you guys were building out like the initial prototype and maybe I, I don't remember if the focus was the same, but um, how would you say the business has evolved from those earlier days? Yeah. So when we first started Jockwell, we had a belief that the best way for us to build a business and what we can make the most immediate impact with was building a job platform. And so in the initial days, the premise was sign up on Jopwell, get a job. And it was very direct. And what ended up happening is that as the community grew, there was more opportunity for us to provide more value than just jobs. And the platform and our business has evolved from there. So when we first met, Jopwell was very much a job platform. But the reason why we called the company Jopwell, J-O-P-W-E-L-L, and we made up a word was because we wanted the ability to expand what we were going to solve as it pertained to diversity and inclusion, but starting with just jobs. So the early days, it was very much just jobs. And, uh, and we've expanded since then. So where does the, uh, where did the name come from? So my co-founder and I really were just throwing a bunch of different things on the wall. We wanted to create a word. We wanted it to enable us 
we wanted to ha- we wanted to to um, have the opportunity to grow into a word, and we didn't want to be tied down from a particular meaning. And right. so when we thought about companies like Google or Yahoo or any Lululemon, it's kind of like what what do any of those things mean? But over time, we know what those things mean. Um, they've owned those brands, and so we wanted this, the similar ability to do that. And as we were throwing things on the wall, Jockwell was one of the things that we threw on the wall, and it stuck. And um, and it, it's 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 very much um, a meaningful thing for us because we're not tied down to one particular thing. And as the vision has grown, we have been able to kind of grow into that name, Jockwell. So is there some, is there like a, a history around like the job and well, is there, like how does, how does that even come to be? There were a couple of different <laughs> um, but there, we played on a bunch of different words, a bunch of different meanings and through a process of creative thinking, the job and the well kind of came together and we were like, job well, it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, to, to, to what you were speaking to around not being uh, or sort of having the freedom to expand and define what Joppa is going to be, but then also figure out what your product is going to be or build on what the product is. Um, how do you think about the problem you're solving and then the product you've created? Or, yeah, the problem you're solving, the product you create, and how do you sort of align the two? Yeah. So... The problem that we're trying to solve for is that historically, our community, and when I say our community, it's, I'm referring to specifically Black, Latino, Hispanic, and Native Americans, we've been left out of the conversation of corporate America. And we haven't been exposed to the breadth and roles and opportunities that exist. And as a result, many of us, and and I include myself in that. Again, when I was younger, you're exposed to very specific industries and you're, and you're taught from an early age, again, to be successful, you gotta go into finance, you gotta go into um, consulting, you have to become a lawyer, you have to become a doctor. And it's limited. And so for us, when we built Jopwell and our value prop is that we want to create opportunities at scale to our community. We want to show our community the breadth and roles and opportunities that exist in, in all industries. And even within the traditional companies that do really well with diversity recruiting, there's still a lot of different areas and opportunities within those organizations that may not um, have been, or that people may not have known about. And so our goal as an entity is to expose these opportunities to our community through leveraging technology and ensuring that the individuals on the platform are having a personalized experience. And we can do that through our product and making sure that we're building the right algorithms that can connect opportunities to our users based on what they describe to us that they're looking for, that they're interested in when they make a profile. So that's a major component for what we do. The second thing for what we do is that we work closely with companies to really figure out what their pain points are and to ensure that we are building products and offering services that address those pain points. And that's different for each company. But when we take on a new relationship, we really like to dig into what they're thinking about for diversity initiatives 
And we want to make sure that we're building a solution for their needs. And so it's a balancing act of building a product for the community and building a product for companies and ensuring that Joppa was in the middle of that to allow these authentic connections to occur. So what's that, what's that relationship like between you and these employers? Like how do you, how have you structured or started those conversations? Um, and then how, do you, how have you thought about maturing them and growing them over time in influencing your product? Yeah, so the way that we approach those is that we, th- we truly think of them as partners and not as customers. And it's through that lens of thinking of an organization as a partner, we truly like to become strategic thinkers with these organizations. Mm-hmm. And so when we go into a company, before we pitch anything, we just want to hear what their pain points are. We want to hear what's top of mind. And my belief is that there shouldn't be an organization in this country that couldn't leverage Joppa. And it's just a matter of finding out what their pain points are as it pertains to the recruitment of our community and making sure that they recognize that Joppa can be a solution for that. And despite all companies having different challenges, there is uh, a common theme amongst everybody where historically it's been, we can't find talent. And it was, it was like hearing nails on a, on a chalkboard when companies would, would say that and when companies do say that because the talent exists and it's on Jockwell. And so that's the one commonality amongst the organizations is that they want to find talent. And so as a tech company, our platform allows for that to happen. And everything else that they're dealing with, we can find solutions for through human capital. Interesting. So the, the, so the development of your product, the development of Jopwell, you know, how did you think about you know, how you wanted to structure the team in a way that would allow you to, to carry that out? Like, for example, when we spoke just very briefly before the call, you talked about the, the sales you have coming up. Um, and I'm sure there's a team that's running all of that. Um, and it sounds like the, the, the engagement with your clients is much more high touch than it would be if I'm selling, you know, like donuts. Um, so how do you how do you think about building up the team um, to not only mature that process, but then also to mature the actual digital product? Absolutely. So first and foremost, we are a tech company. And I think that's really important because for what we're trying to solve, it has to be scalable. And the only way you can achieve scale is through leveraging technology. Mm -hmm. With that, given what we are doing, it's also important to to have true relationships that extend beyond just software. And so we have to play that balancing act on the company side where they have access to our platform, but they can also leverage Jopwell as a thought leader and as an extension of their team. And so for us, that's really important because it enables us to be in those conversations when they're thinking through their initiatives, allows us to come back and improve our product based on knowing what the pain points are of our organizations. And it creates long lasting relationships because we're a true partner of of theirs. And so blending the tech company that is Jockwell with the human capital company that is account management with these organizations it becomes um, a real holistic solution 
to organizations as they are approaching this conversation around diversity and inclusion. So how, how difficult has that been um, or how challenging has that been, especially given that you have different organizations and I'm sure they're approaching, they're approaching this, this, this opportunity in a different way. It's, 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 um, it's challenging in that, in that you're dealing with, we deal with really large organizations what they are, what they are leveraging Joppel for, for them historically, has been a really difficult challenge. And so, when we come into these organizations, they're coming in with a lot of history as it pertains to diversity recruiting. And so, it's challenging in that each organization has a different context that they're coming to the to the table with. And so it's understanding their history and it's understanding what has worked well for them, what hasn't worked well for them. And it's, it's listening to that, digesting it, and being able to articulate why our platform makes sense with where they are. And so those are interesting and challenging discussions to have. They're thought-provoking, and I love it. And it's, it's, it's a great... It, 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 there's nothing I'd rather be doing than solving, you know, real challenges for organizations and doing it with a tech company. It's a really exciting opportunity for us. And, you know, to be young and, and I, I like to think I'm young, I'm 29 years old, uh, to be young in, in, in this space where, where people have been thinking about this for a while. And a lot of our conversations are with very senior executives and to come in with, a refreshed approach to thinking about this challenge has been, it's been an incredible learning experience for me. I learn a lot every single day. And, and so personally, it's a really gratifying job where I get to learn from industry experts and, and they are also willing to learn from my perspective. And so it's, uh, it's challenging, but it's very, very, very rewarding. So how, how have you, uh, how do you think you've, you've uh, grown or changed or evolved in the last, was it like three years, four years? Yeah, so we launched the, we launched the, we, we, we left our, our jobs to start Joppel three years ago and we launched the platform two and a half years ago. And what I would say is that over the course of this journey, I would think the biggest thing that's changed personally for me in my outlook on the world is that there's a solution for everything. Mm-hmm. And and if you take the time, you take a step back to analyze something, whatever it is, whatever obstacles in front of you, there's a solution. And nine times out of ten, it's a simple solution. And so it's been really rewarding to be in this role because life. I have a different perspective on life now. Um, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's almost like. I grew up playing sports and I played basketball at Yale and always being an athlete, you don't necessarily appreciate when you're in the middle of it, but you know, playing a point, playing the point guard role, things are happening at a million miles an hour on a basketball court. And as a point guard, you have to think two plays ahead. You have to think about what's going on and you have to process it without unconsciously. You have to process everything. You have to see what's going to develop before it develops, and you have to be ready to like make that pass or 
or, or, or you know, whatever the case may be that's going on in that game. But it happens in slow motion. And, and in that chaos that seems like chaos from an observer, being in it, it's there, there are patterns that you recognize unconsciously and it slows down. So it's not that fast. And I feel that like life is kind of like that now when you are building a company and you're trying to scale an organization, it happens really quickly. But if you can kind of slow down everything, you can start to see how you can maneuver your way around things. And I think that like that didn't happen when I, prior to starting my own company. And I was so caught up in the moment and I was so caught up with like what was directly in front of my face that I was missing bigger opportunities or not recognizing the opportunities that are around me that were presenting themselves. And I think that personally, I'm more aware now and things have kind of slowed down and I can see further out in the future. And, and I don't know how that transition happens, but it definitely happens when you start your own company. And I think a lot of it is because the role of a CEO is to, is to know what's coming next. And so I'm thinking about things five years down the road now. I'm not really thinking about what's happening today. That, that's what the company is focusing on. But my job is to figure out what the hell is going to happen in two to five years from now. And to see that, to, to start seeing those things play out and how to we going to strategize and, and align the company to achieve those things that are coming down the road. And that's what I spend most of my time thinking about. And so it transfers over into life. And so that's, it, it's a, uh, I don't know, it's a weird dynamic. I'm sure you've experienced the same thing um, going through, you know, the various ventures you've gone through and life changes. You see it kind of differently. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's like there's a, a method that I have to sort of govern my life. And sometimes it's it it, it can feel very um, uh, operational because yeah. uh, I try to compartmentalize certain things so I can clear the field yeah. um, and see things just for what they are. Uh, so I guess with, with that in mind, what are, what are some of the things that you've done, um, I guess personally, but also then on the business side to clear the field? Because I imagine when you started, being able to think five years out was not an opportunity you were afforded because it was yourself and Ryan. You guys were, you know, just getting things up and going. How did you guys structure things uh, between yourselves and then between throughout the org so that you can start to see that clarity? And then perhaps even on the personal side, what are some things you've done? Yeah, so... You know, when, when I first started Jockwell, um, I, I knew the problem we were trying to solve. And I, and, and, and I wasn't thinking about everything else that we could solve. I knew that there were going to be other opportunities and I knew that, and that we were going to learn in this journey and, and, and that the vision was going to grow, but I didn't fully appreciate how much the vision was going to grow. And what I recognize now as our opportunity is exponentially larger than what I recognize as our opportunity when we first started this company. And so with that, my, again, like, as you know, when, when you're, when you're building a business, your personal life and your company life, it's all, it's all the same. It's all one, Absolutely. it's all one entity and you can't separate the two. And so from a personal perspective, while this transition has happened, I, I basically um, made, it, made it my priority to have it be Jopwell, my fiance now, who, who, who's been with me throughout this entire journey, and family. 
And that's basically it. I've cut out everything else. And I'm not as social as I once was. Um, I'm not as fun to be around as I once was outside of work. Um, I, 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 I have less hobbies than I did. But I'm more passionate and I'm more tuned in and I'm more excited than I've ever been in my life. And so priorities shift when you build your own business. And for me, it's my priorities are Joppel, my fiance, and my family, and that's it. And you know, it's uh, I'm glad that, that that that's evolved. I think that's part of growing up. And so when you start your own business, you, you grow you grow up faster. You're forced to grow up. Otherwise your company's gonna suffer. And so I've embraced that. I've cut out a lot of other stuff in my life, and I'm very excited to be in this world where I can be so focused on the things that really matter um, and give all my energy towards those, towards those things. You know, I find that, um, and I'd love to hear what you think about this um, in terms of like in that process and that effort to start focusing things and those decisions you make for me, it's become a very liberating thing to be able to have all this mental bandwidth focus on fewer things. Yeah. I mean, in one sense it's fewer, but in another sense it's, a lot more things under fewer categories, if you will. Um, but that gives you sort of even a larger wingspan to expand and start to, to play around. Um, and that to me gives me a lot of excitement. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as you're making decisions, you're, you're cutting certain things off and you're, you know, you're, you're clamping down on certain relationships. You're, uh, you're, you're, eight, you're, you're, you're making certain decisions around certain hobbies you have. Um, for me at this point, it's, it's very quick and it's sure. almost cold. What is it like on your side? Like, how do you how do you navigate that? Yeah, it's 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 tough um, because by by nature, I'm, I'm a very introverted person. Mm-hmm. But we have a responsibility to be extroverts when you're leading something. You have to put yourself out in the world, and so you're constantly battling who you are as an individual, but what your responsibility is too. And you have to be authentic in both of those scenarios. And so it's a challenging thing, but again, it's a responsibility that you sign up for when you start a company. And so you learn to embrace that. And and you have to be on at all times. When you're on, you have to be on. But when you're off and you unplug, for me, I don't want to be, I don't want to be bothered by anything that doesn't pertain to Joplo, my fiance, and my family mm-hmm. when I'm off. And so it's it's a it's not a natural thing in life. I feel like to kind of go through that. I, it's you know most people have a million. I mean we all have a million things going on, um, but I think it's so important to unplug. Um, and and, it, and it's tough. It's tough. I don't know. Imagine. So, are there any? Well, I guess on one side, I will agree that it is tough. Um, it's definitely it's definitely tough to start to to focus in that way. But I will also say though that there's there's a lot of a lot of uh, sort of uh, epiphanies I've had personally Absolutely. in that process. 
um, and also just being able to unplug and focus on those fewer things. It's almost like there's this, uh, I forget the name of the special, but there's this uh, Netflix special or something. Uh, the sushi guy over in, in Japan, he's been focusing on one item, making, he's like a master sushi Michelin, three-star Michelin guy. Um, like to have that, that degree of focus on fewer items gives you this, this degree of mastery that is un, uh, unquestionable. Um, and you start to, you start to highlight even other, even, even stronger things you can iterate on and improve your overall output on that very focused item. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Have you, have you seen something similar to that in in your effort? Absolutely. I, I, by far my most creative, um, moments come when I'm by myself. A lot of them come when I'm showering. That's for whatever reason. I get a lot of ideas in the shower. I take really long showers. Yeah. And like one, of the, <laughs> okay. one, of the, one of the greatest joys of my life is taking a long shower. <laughs> and it's a time for me to be by myself in my thoughts and, and I'm away. Mm. And I can't be, I can't, I, you can't connect with me in the shower. I don't have my watch on. I'm, my phone's not with me. So I'm, so I'm just present. And so a lot of my, what I would consider my better thoughts come when I'm in isolation like that. Another moment in the day where I find I have the most creativity is when I'm just walking. I walk to work every day and for me, just walking is something that, again, enables me to, I don't know, for whatever reason, come up with ideas. And I love to walk everywhere. I don't care how far the distance is. If it's in New York City and I could walk it, I prefer to walk it. And I think everybody kind of finds their time in the day where they're they're the most creative or where those locations might be, where they're the most creative. But it's so important to understand where and when those opportunities are and to be intentional about ensuring that you give your yourself the time to be in those in those spaces um, and make it a part of your, your routine. And so for me, I'm in a routine every single day where I block off, call it like two hours of just thinking time, whether that's during walks or in the shower, but I have to have my thinking time. And, and a lot of people aren't intentional about capturing that time throughout the course of their day. Mm. So switching gears a little bit how's um how do you think about your team um the team that's that's sort of around you for uh job but also personally like the i find like every entrepreneur i meet every founder every every individual has a team around them and some of it is uh intentionally constructed much like when you're starting your business you have a roadmap and you have like certain skill sets you're trying to build out so i'd love to learn a little bit about that but then also the team that you set up outside of Jopwell, um, like who do you regard to be your team? Yeah, so, um, so I guess for, first I'll start. First I'll, I'll start with Jopwell as a for our team here, and at Jopwell, our team is that we, we it's it's uh, the rock stars. I mean, nothing, everything that Jopwell has done, and everything that we have accomplished has been direct result of the creativity and hard work and passion that the people at Joppa bring 
day in, day out. People who work at Jockwell are so incredibly passionate about what we do, and they're so authentic about, about the community that we serve and how we engage with the community. It's, it's, it's so inspirational for me. And it's truly a family. The number one value that we, as a company, say that we embrace the most out of our values is that people at Joppel feel like they are family members with one another. Um, and, and it plays out because people want to work hard for their colleagues. And, and it's, it's just amazing to be a part of. It really is. And it's very humbling. Um, we, we've hired really good people. And, and what I mean by good people is that they're, they're genuinely um, good human beings. Uh, it, it, it's hard to describe. It's, I think it's really rare. It's the first time I've been around such um, inspiring individuals who are, who are so passionate about what we do. It, it's, very, it's very authentic. And, and, and it's such a joy to come to work with intellectual, um, passionate people. And so... That's that. And then on the personal side, um, I have a really small team. I have a really small circle. I, I am, um, to a degree that's probably unhealthy, I'm very loyal. And I expect the same from the people that I surround myself with. And I don't have many that I put in my inner circle, but those that I put in my inner circle I would do anything for, and I know they'll do anything for me. And it's the type of relationship where I don't have to talk to you every single day, but when we do see each other, it's like we're family. We are family. And I think of them like right. family. And and it's a true relationship, and it's a give and take. And, um, and it's very important to have. Yeah, I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Having that balance in and outside of you know, inside of the, the company you're building is crucial. Yeah. It's definitely crucial. Um, so in these last couple of moments, I want to kind of switch gears a little bit to our, our quick fire questions. Um, so we talked about this a little bit before. We have our five questions. First one being uh, Biggie or Tupac? Biggie. Why? New York. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, I'm from Los Angeles, so I've, I'm partial to Tupac, <laughs> but I, I, re, I respect I respect the Biggie claim. That's it's totally totally acceptable. Um, East Coast or West Coast? I'm sure it's going to be East Coast. <laughs> okay. Uh, favorite song? Ooh. Uh, favorite song? God. Um. You know what? Uh, not my favorite song, but the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. When I was in fifth grade, I got on stage for a talent show by myself, and I sang "Big Will." I said, uh, "Getting Jiggy with It." <laughs> okay. And I had the entire place. At the time, it was cool raising the roof. By the time I got to the end of that song. So, there you go. That's, uh, <laughs> that's that's top of mind, I guess. Got it. I respect it. Uh, so, favorite book or book that's top of mind? Um, let's see. Um, 
Uh, favorite book? God, it's also tough. Um, I would say, what am I? What am I reading right now? I just finished Outliers, um, so that's top of mind for me right now. Got it, got it. Um, and the last question here is: so, if you can do anything, if you could work on anything other than Jopwell, uh, what would that be? I were I would learn how to. There are a couple of things I would do. One is that I would learn how to play the piano. Nice. Uh, I would also love to learn how to play the drums. I would go back to school with a master's in philosophy, I think. And I would love to just build something with my hands. Like I have this, I have this dream of building a dining, a dining room table one day. That, that my family will eat on. But I really want to build it with, like, my own hands. So those are, those are the things I would be doing right now, if not. <laughs> Imagine you, you can blend the building a dining room table with your own hands with the personal downtime. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a very sort of solitary thing, I think. I love that idea. That's something that uh, I'll definitely do, actually. I just have to find, yeah. find a place in New York to do it. But Like, it's just like a, a U-Haul storage unit. And yeah. you can have all the wood transported there, and that's just like your refuge a couple hours every that. weekend. It's like a fantasy of mine to build something. So at some point. Yeah, weird. I respect that. Um, my man, well, thank you so much today. I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, this, has been, this has been a pleasure. Awesome. I really appreciate it.